Well, well, well. Back again, are we? I've been expecting you, waiting for your return. And here you are. I knew you'd come. You and I and all the opulence players cannot resist a story. That is, after all, what brought us here in the first place. Welcome back to the adventures of the Valiant. A stagnant night, the whole world slows to a crawl, the water running in the river, the dry heat in the air cooling after the sunset. The city hangs in space, still, quiet, the whole city holding its breath as if the very concrete and steel of Saint Nowhere know that this night their heroes have fallen. With Chief Jolson under the hypnotic control of the Puppet Master, also known as the city's very own D.A. Matthew Crowley, and Inspector Howard Stoker recently incarcerated by St. Nowhere's Finest, it falls to Dame Sally Beretta, the Valiant herself, to save her friends and the city. But Sally Beretta cannot save her friends or her city. At the moment, she cannot even save herself as she languishes in a dirty motel room bed, bullet wound in her side, and radio communicator in her hand, desperately trying to contact Inspector Stoker. Howard? Howard, God damn it, answer me! Howard? Howard? Well, looks like I have to go save him again. Ugh! That bullet did more of a number on me than I thought. The pain is so great I can barely sit up. Somebody's here. But the only person who knows I'm here is Howard, and he's in jail. This is not a good sign. Howard put my gun on the bedside table. I just need to... Ugh, I can't reach it without causing myself extreme pain. Well, what's a little pain to stave off death? Ugh, a little closer. Just a little more. Only just out of reach. I've... Ugh, dropped it. I have to... Dame Beretta, I presume. Take a step into this room, I will drop you faster than you can sneeze. Though I'm sure you are correct, that will not be necessary. Master Stoker sent me. Master Stoker? I am Pevensey, Master Stoker's butler. Howard has a butler? Oh, yes. Though he will never admit it, his family comes from great wealth. After his parents' tragic death, he took up the life of a private detective, trying to help people. Well, look at you, Howard. Needless to say, he does not like to speak about his privilege. Or me, for that matter. Perhaps that's why I've been absent since the first episode. What? Pardon? Wait a moment. How can I trust you? How do I know you don't work for the police or the puppet master? Howard contacted me with the radio communicator you gave him before he destroyed it. He told me where to find you and that you may have a wound that needs dressing. That doesn't prove anything. He also mentioned that you keep a knife tucked away in your, um, brassiere. I told him that in confidence. Precisely. May I come in? Yes. Without risk of you injuring me. Yes, Pevensey, I won't hurt you. Much obliged, madam. Now, may I have a look at that wound? I don't need gauze and bandages. He told me you'd say something like that. What you need is a doctor, and fortunately, I am one. Well, you're just full of tricks, aren't you? A good butler is always prepared, madam. I'm sure. Perhaps this can wait until we find somewhere safer to hide out. An excellent point, madam. 
I think I know just the spot. Let me help you to the car. And so they tear off into the night, leaving the foreboding city limits behind them and driving out into the countryside where they approach a mansion that can only be described as opulent. The two figures steal themselves away in the manor study and surrounded by beautifully crafted mahogany bookshelves and lavish furnishings, Pevensey attends to Sally's wound. There you are, Dame Beretta, all bandaged up. It was a through and through and nothing vital was punctured, but I still suggest you refrain from exerting yourself too much. <laughs> I don't see that happening. As I said, just a suggestion. This place is incredible. Why was I in that horrible motel room when I could have stayed here? Master Stoker feared that the Red Tail Gang would find you here. Miraculously, the motel was safer than it is at the estate. Then why did you bring me here? Though the motel was better hidden, the manor is far more, shall we say, uh, defensible. Now on to the matter of rescuing Howard. You say that as though you've done it before. Saving Howard? I could write a book on the subject. We need a way into the precinct. Even if he was arrested by a direct order of the DA, it's only been a few hours since we lost radio contact. I can't imagine they've gotten him locked away in maximum security yet. Quite right. Though we should act with haste, for I'm sure that will be the plan. Good point. All right, I think I know what to do. Howard has my utility belt with him, so it's probably with his personal effects at the police headquarters. If I can get my belt back, I'll have a much easier time breaking him out of there. I'm sorry, a utility belt? Yes. Howard didn't tell you? Tell me what? That I'm the Valiant. My word. Well, it is an honor to serve. Howard exercising discretion. Good man. He was raised right, I assure you. Well, that's the plan, I think. They may not recognize me, so I'll be able to slip into the police headquarters in plain sight. And if they do recognize you? Well, I've never been one to run from a fight, Mr. Pevensey. Are you expecting company? I fear not. I was afraid you'd say that. Oh my. It seems that a small battalion of thugs has descended upon us. How many can you see through the window? By my count, twelve. Damn, I guess Howard was right about this place being easy to find. But it is still quite defensible, if you would be so kind as to follow me. Sally and Pevensey rush through the Stoker estate, down marble stairways and across decadent ballrooms, and finally arrive in the basement. The master garage, madam. Well, get a load of all these cars. Master Stoker Sr. was quite the collector. Good God, is that a tank over there? It is. A bit conspicuous for your needs, I think. That one on the end, however, was Master Howard's choice. Far and away, the fastest automobile here. I suggest you take it for a spin. Perhaps pay Master Howard a visit. Yes, I think I shall. Aren't you coming with me? I will try and catch up. First and foremost, my job is to protect the Stoker estate, and so I will. I will, as they say, hold them off. Is that a... A vicar's machine gun, yes, madam. Master Howard brought it back from the war for me as a souvenir. Such a good boy. So thoughtful. And you know how to use this? Of course, madam. They taught us at the Butler Academy. Servum quad semper est paratum. Thank you, Pevensey, for all your help. A pleasure and honor, Madam Beretta. I think I'd better go. Yes, I think you'd better have. Good luck. Sally makes her escape from the back of the manor, just as the door is broken in by the puppet master's thugs. All right, we know the dame is here. Bring her down. I'm sorry. Have you been invited into the manor? Who is that? Where are you? I'm afraid without an invitation, I will have to ask you to leave. We ain't going nowhere, old man. Show yourself. Very well. But I'll have to show you out. Look out! He's got us! 
The roar of the engine quickly blocks out the gunfire, and Sally leaves the shootout in the manor behind her. Before long, she finds herself driving straight back into that darkened, towering city and heads straight for the police headquarters. Sally hides the car a few blocks away, and as she planned, strides into the police station. I really hope nobody recognizes me here. Can I help you, miss? Yes, hello. I'm, I'm looking for where you keep the personal effects. Right down this hall. Hook a left. It'll be the second door. Well, thank you, officer. My pleasure, miss. You have a nice evening. I can't believe that worked. And I didn't even have to rough them up. Saving Howard will be a walk in the park. Did you hear that they're going to fry Stoker? What? What? Direct orders from D.A. Crowley, approved by Chief Jolson herself. Chief has been acting kind of weird since she got back. Still, orders are orders. You can't kill him. The Chief is hypnotized. She's not herself. What was that, miss? Wait a second. Aren't you that Sally Beretta lady? You're on our wanted list. Oh, cripes. <laughs> Off to personal effects to get my utility belt, and I'd better go quick. Who knows when they're going to drag away Howard. Unfortunately, Howard was being dragged away that very minute. So, finally come to let me walk, huh? It's about time. I'm afraid not, Howard. I'm not leaving? Well, I'm not talking either. Go ahead, do your worst. I've got nothing to tell. I'm not here to interrogate you, Chief's orders. The Chief? Yes, bring me to see the Chief. I'd love to have a few words with Miss Jolson. They might just clear up a few things. No can do, bub. You've gotta go. Go where? The chair. What? Don't I get a fair trial? A phone call, at least? Direct orders from the top. It's done. Let me talk to the Chief, or at least give the DA a piece of my mind. A little something extra from my fist. Oh, the Chief and DA Crowley will be watching from the booth. Said they wouldn't miss it for the world. There's no way I'm getting the chair. Just you watch. My friends will be here any minute. And they'll really give you what for. <laughs> Time to go, Inspector Stoker. Grab him, boys. Hey! Unhand me, you lugs! You'll be sorry. You'll see. My friends are coming. I know they are. You didn't get them yet. And even if they don't save me, they'll sure as hell get you. This isn't the end. It can't be. You apes, let go of me. If I gotta die, let me die like a human. Put a bullet in me. Save the chair for the DA, the real monster. This can't be the end. It just can't be. With all this smoke. Oh my god, it's the Valiant. You took your sweet time, didn't you, Sally? I needed a little longer than I thought I would to grab the utility belt and put on the Valiant costume. Next time, just grab the belt. Thanks, Sally. Always, Howard. Now get up. Here's your gun. Oh, how I've missed you, you beautiful thing. You better be talking to that gun. Trust me, I am. Let's find D.A. Crowley and snap Chief Jolson out of her hypnosis. Way ahead of you. They're in the booth waiting for me to get the chair. Come on, it's this way. The duo dash down the halls of the police headquarters and kick in the door to find D.A. Matthew Crowley and Chief Louise Jolson waiting for the show. Put your hands in the air, Crowley. You're under arrest for a list of things that's way too long to rattle off right now. Ah, the inscrutable valiant and the notorious Inspector Stoker. I could have sworn you were one and the same. Sorry to disappoint you. I wanted to watch you die, but I didn't expect it would be quite this personal. No matter. Give it up, Crowley. The reign of the puppet master is over. I wouldn't be so sure. Ha! He's using Chief Jolson as a human shield. I don't have a clear shot. Let her go! Louise, can you hear me? Yes. When I snap my fingers, I want you to kill the inspector and the valiant. It would be my pleasure. 
What the hell was that? Retractable mini bulletproof shield. That utility belt really does have everything. Snap those fingers one more time, I dare you. All right, I accept. Ah, my hand! Where the hell did you pull that knife from? Howard. Oh yes, you told me that in confidence, I remember now. Louise, kill these criminals while I make my escape. Right away, sir. We can't kill Louise, what do we do? Do you still have that grappling hook in your belt? Yes. Give it here. Goodbye, you scum. Louise, follow the grappling hook. Can you hear me? I... Yes, I can. Louise, you are getting more and more relaxed. So relaxed, you drop your gun. So very relaxed. Keep following the grappling hook. That's good, that's very good now. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Where the hell did you learn to do that? Pevensey taught me. Why does he know how to hypnotize people? A butler is always prepared. He did mention that. You go on ahead. I'll wake up Louise and we'll follow. The Valiant dashes through the police headquarters and finally arrives where she knew the cowardly DA would flee. The impound garage. Trying to drive off and spoil all our fun, are we? Ah, the Valiant. I finally get to meet the mask that's been ruining my plans. Let's see how you like it if you work for me. I would never join you. You may not have a choice. You forget I hold all the strings. You are getting sleepy. Ugh, I can feel him trying to access my mind. You can hear nothing but the sound of my voice. Damn it, Crowley, let me go. When I count down from five, all you will be able to hear is my voice. Five, four, three, two. Good God, is that a tank? Pevensey, I'm unsurprised you know how to drive a tank. Just thought I would pop in, madam. A shame this wall was in the way. So you have a tank! I'll have you! Now you're getting- I'm not gonna let you try that again. So you wanna fight, huh, Valiant? I'll give you a fight. What are you gonna pull some gadget out of that belt and try to- I don't need my belt to beat you. Excellent fisticuffs, madam. Thanks. Turns out the DA has a glass jaw. Looks like you wrapped up things nicely here. How are you feeling, Louise? I must still be hallucinating. I, I see you in the Valiant's costume. Ah, we'll address that one later. Oh. All right, you are all under arrest. Including me, officer? Chief, have they hurt you? <gasps> Quite the opposite. These fine people have saved me. You may, however, arrest D.A. Crowley. Yes, ma'am. I recommend manacles for his hands, a sock in his mouth, and solitary confinement overall. You heard him. Yes, Chief. And what about the Valiant? He's wanted for vigilantism. I think the Valiant has done a fine job. I suggest you forget you saw him tonight. Whatever you say, boss. Come on, you. Well, that takes care of the puppet master. I think the Wells Crime Syndicate and the Red Tail Gang will have to take a breather before they can pick back up. That gives us plenty of time to kick them while they're down. And we will. Wait a moment. What about Darville? He was here with me and the DA earlier. That rat! He must have jumped ship when things got bad. That means he's still out there somewhere on the streets of St. Nowhere. That means we need to find him. And that means you all still have a job to do. Right you are, Pevensey. Something tells me we won't stop until this job is done. I propose we get started right away. You still have those documents on the Red Tail Gang I gave you, right, Pevensey? Yes, sir. I I'm sorry, who is this? Ah, this is my butler, Pevensey. Pevensey, this is Chief Louise Jolson. A pleasure. You have a butler? If Master would like, the documents are safely next to a lovely bottle of brandy back at the manor. You have a manor? You have some catching up to do. 
Let's regroup at the estate and move forward from there. That sounds like an excellent idea, Inspector. Straight on to the next case. And so Pevensey, Chief Louise Jolson, Inspector Howard Stoker, and Dame Sally Beretta retire for the evening only to take up the torch again and prepare to fight for justice. Though the treacherous Darville is out on the streets of St. Nowhere, it is only time that ticks away his free hours, closing in on him with each passing second. Time, that is. And the Valiant. Hello? Is this thing on? Um, <clears throat> hi. Uh, this is my first day on the radio, so let's see how it goes. Uh, this is great. <laughs> it's working, right? Um, okay, a, a note just got slipped under my door. Does that always happen? Uh, it says I should read it on the air, so here it goes. The Opulence Theater was made possible by WMFO, Sandbox Recording Studios, and the Tufts Podcasting Network. The show was produced by Imogen Browder and Emma Wold, engineered and audio produced by Ben Stern, written and directed by Ed Rosini. The Opulence Theater theme was composed by Cooper Katz McKim. The Opulence Players were performed by Tyler Beardsley, Paxton Crystal, Christina Moore, Grace Oberhofer, Kira Patterson, and Ed Rosini, with Kenny Weitzman as the voice of the Shroud. If you want to learn more about the Opulence Theater or Wavejacks, go to www.wavejacks.wix.com TUTV. Is that it? It's kind of a weird note to end on. <laughs>